The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Do you remember when it was? I'm going to test your memory, Justice. I, <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't do that And to I'm a about judge. to fail the test. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a great time, but oh, I can't I'm sure tell it was. exactly <laughs> when it was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. No. Yeah, and it, it was a very a cooler Christmas. We were inside the Butternut Hut yes. b- on St. Patty's Day. You're right. Were you in, you were in the parade? No, on that day, no. I walked the parade a yeah. little bit and yeah. met some people and stopped by the Butternut Hut, one of the many bars in Springfield, yeah, Illinois. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, l- we talked a little bit. Let's go, with, uh, first of all, the 4th Supreme Court District. Uh, what's the furthest south in the district? So the furthest south would be Jersey County. And so okay. in Illinois, the districts are appellate districts and we have five of them and so i'm the representative from the fourth district on the supreme court and the furthest north so jerseyville so probably goes up probably maybe if it goes to peoria i'd be surprised how far north does it go well we go all the way up basically to the wisconsin border we have winnebago county rockford is in the fourth district that is absolutely incredible those are redrawn how often or was it just recent it was just recently actually they were redrawn in 2021 that was the first time since 1964 that the appellate districts outside of the first district which is cook county had been redrawn the supreme court put a hold on that going into effect until 2022 in order to allow a smooth transition for the appellate courts and everyone to understand, well, where do I file my appeal? How is this going to work? What district am I in now? And so it's been in effect since January 1 of 2022. Let's go back to the beginning. Educated where? In high school and places like that? Sure. So born and raised in Decatur, Illinois, and my parents relocated from Cairo, Illinois in the early 1960s um, to Decatur. And so I started out in Decatur Public Schools, but we moved across the lake after third grade for me, and that put me in the Macon School District. So I actually graduated from Macon Community High School. Um, Back then, we were the Macon Ironmen. Now they are the Meridian Hawks. Yes. But so um, that was my education as far as uh, grade school, high school, junior high. Went on to Lewis University, which is run by the Christian Brothers for my undergraduate degree right outside of Joliet in Romeoville. Mm -hmm. And then went to the University of Illinois College of Law in Champaign-Urbana for my law degree. Justice, where along the educational spectrum did you decide you wanted to get into the legal profession? I decided I wanted to be a lawyer when I was around 12 years old. (laughs) And so my parents saw certain attributes in me and suggested to me that um, I think about being a lawyer. Now, mind you, at the time, I have two sisters, at the time that we were all going off to college and pursuing our degrees, neither of our parents had graduated from college. My dad was a factory worker, worked uh, worked at Wagner Castings. My mom was a clerical worker and then eventually became a beautician. And so all of us three girls grew up in my mom and dad's beauty shop. And so, but they saw certain things in us and they instilled in us the importance of education. And so we all knew that once we graduated from high school, we were going to college. But for me, 
They saw that people seemed to be comfortable talking to me. I always rooted for the underdog. I always seemed to think that um, I had the right solution and was more than willing to try to convince others to see it my way and to do it my way. And so in seeing those things to me uh, in me, they suggested that I think about being a lawyer. And I said, I think I will. Where was the first uh, after law school? What was the first stop for you? First stop was back to my home county, Macon County. I started out my career as an assistant state's attorney. And okay. that was born out of an opportunity I had while I was in law school. I served as a 7-Eleven law student. And what that means is you get a 7-Eleven license. And even though you're still in law school, you actually get to uh, practice law, so to speak, under the supervision of an attorney. And so I worked with the misdemeanor attorney in the state's attorney's office in Champaign and got to try cases, um, prep witnesses, do jury instructions. And so that really piqued my interest and really made clear to me that my interest was criminal law. And so I started out as a prosecutor as a result of that. Uh, when did you become a judge? I became a judge in 2001. Um, went on the bench after about eight years after graduating from law school. I really do attribute that initial decision to go back to my hometown, a smaller town, to uh, me being able to become a judge and be where I am today because you have so many opportunities as an attorney. Sure. Um, it's not a situation where you just have oodles and oodles of attorneys. So it's all hands on deck in a smaller community, and I had the opportunity to just serve in so many different roles as an attorney, as an assistant state's attorney, as an assistant public defender, as a private attorney, a partner in a law firm, wow. as the guardian ad litem for my community, representing abused and neglected children. And so um, and in private practice, uh, focused on criminal defense and family law and did some juvenile law and adoptions as well. And so I really had a lot of opportunities, a lot of doors that opened. Uh, Lisa Holder-White is a member of uh, the Illinois Supreme Court representing uh, 4th District. And uh, what prompted you to seek a position on the Supreme Court and how did that happen? Well, you know, my goal starting out was to be a lawyer. Okay. I did not even have aspirations to be a judge initially. Once I did determine that I wanted to be a judge, I started out as an associate judge, which is a judge that's appointed by the circuit judges. And from on there, every time that I've had the opportunity to make a move in the judicial system, it hasn't necessarily been about me saying, oh, I'm going to go up a little higher or pursue this. Someone has always come to me and suggested and asked if I would be interested. And it was the same with the situation on the Supreme Court. Justice Rita B. Garman mm -hmm. decided to retire. Sure. And I met Justice Garman when she swore me in as an associate judge when she was running for the Supreme Court, when she had been appointed to the Supreme Court by Justice Ben Miller. And so Justice Garman decided to retire and she sought me out and asked me if I would be willing to be considered um, to take her seat on the court wow. following her retirement. Yes, wow is wow right. Is wow. wow is yes. right because it was a moment, you see, I don't have a problem talking, but I was speechless <laughs> in that moment when we sat um, at a restaurant in Decatur and talked about that and so she spoke to me about it. I told her that I absolutely would be honored to take a seat on the Supreme Court. And so 
she and her colleagues on the Supreme Court appointed me and actually that was July of last year that I was sworn in so I've been on the court um, for a little over a year and been a judge for 22 years. So now the term you have to not have to but required to run for election. Tell me about that. Yes, so Illinois is unique in that we're one of eight states that actually elects judges. Usually you hear about judges being appointed by the governor or some type of entity, but here in Illinois, judges other than associate judges have to be elected. So the process for me, as it was when I was a circuit judge and when I was on the appellate court, you have to run for election. So I was appointed, I'll run for an initial election, then after I'm elected, I will serve a 10-year term, and then I will be up for retention every 10 years. And of course, retention is when you go to the ballot and you're voting yes or no to keep a candidate on the court. Right. Uh, Final question, what can you talk about? You can't, I mean, what are issues when you're running for judge? I mean, I'm sure there's, you can't talk about a lot of things. It is difficult. We have unique um, rules that we have to follow the code of judicial conduct. And so the code prohibits us from publicly speaking regarding matters that are pending before the court or that are likely to come before the court. But there's a lot that we can talk about. Um, You know, as a judge, we take an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Illinois. I think that's important for people to know. It's important as a judge, even though we have to declare a party affiliation and run, it's important that we um, provide fair and impartial uh, justice to people, um, that people who come before the court know that you have someone who's going to follow the law, uh, not uh, impose my personal views um, with respect to issues. I'm a judge, I'm not a legislator. And so, you know, it's important that we know our role. And then I think it's important for people to have an understanding of how the judicial process works in the state of Illinois. A lot of people don't know that we have different levels. We have the circuit court level, we have the appellate court level, we have the Supreme Court level. And something else that people aren't aware of is that when you appeal a case, when cases are before the appellate court or the Supreme Court for appeal, that is not a do-over. I think a lot of times people think, okay, I'm going to take my case up a little higher and have these judges look at it. But at the appellate level, it's about um, utilizing what we call standards of review. And so some standards of review are very deferential to the lower courts. And so an abuse of discretion standard of review, for instance, says that unless the trial court abused his or her discretion, which means their decision was arbitrary, you know, against all the evidence, then unless that's the case, their decision stands. And so I think a lot of people are surprised to learn that because of the need for finality, um, that many times things don't get overturned. And then, of course, at the Supreme Court level, we're frequently um, called upon to make issues with respect to constitutional issues. And so although, um, you know, I'm the judge from the fourth district on the Supreme Court, our decisions impact every citizen in the state of Illinois. And so it's a very important role that we have. Um, It's a humbling experience to have that type of responsibility, something that I really cherish and that I appreciate. And for me, it's really about respecting 
the rights of the people and recognizing the power of the people. As I see it, the cases that come before the court, the court itself, it, they belong to the people. And so that's why I'm there and I count it such an honor to have this privilege. I count it as an honor for you to stop by and visit with us. Well, thank you so always, much. Always, uh, always very educational, and thank you. And uh, best of luck. I know you got a campaign coming up, and yes, uh, we'll yes. be talking to you in a little bit. And uh, have a have a good day on Republican Day here at the Pair. Thank you so much. Thanks, I Justice appreciate White. It. Nice to And see tell you. Jim Cimarosa. <laughs> let's see what can I tell him. Uh, tell him he's a good guy. I he's he one of my best friends. Thanks. He's doing a great job. He's a great guy. <laughs> Thanks. Thank You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.